Last week, sorry, last two days, I started a conference with a message entitled The History of the Church. The history of the church. How many of us were here? Were you here? Were you here? Padura gada bada bada dosh. Lika ragada bada gada bada gada bada 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 and I spoke to you about the different errors that the church has been through. But I told you that my message was only part one. And I told you that within the week, I'll find a day and continue with the message and talk about the rest of the other errors. The second part of my message. Are you, are you ready to hear that tonight? Are you ready for that tonight? So, two days ago, the first day of the anniversary conference, <laughs> I talked to you about the apostolic era of the church. The apostolic era of the church. 
and i told you the apostolic era of the church began with this is not a preaching this is only a recap of what i did previously on the history of the church since this is part two i started with the day of pentecost which was the beginning of the apostolic the beginning of the apostolic era of the church which started 30 a.d and lasted until 100 a.d and i spoke to you about peter's sermon and i talked to you about the first christian community where the bible said all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles teaching follow carefully and i spoke to you about persecution and martyrdom and then i spoke about paul's conversion and then i told you after all the disciples died the apostles died that was the end of the apostolic era and we started a new era called the patristic era the patristic era and i told you the patristic era sorry era is when these people devoted themselves into studying the tests of the apostles that they learned so deep into what the apostles had to teach that they became theologians so these people became the church fathers and i told you that these people were the same people who brought or formed the nicene creed i'm not preaching this is previously on the history of the church and then after they died it began new era which is the medieval era which is the era when the roman catholic church dominated that they were so keen about sacraments and symbols they started collecting relics i have all this into details in the previous message the history of the christian church and then the catholic church were doing a lot of things that the rest of the church didn't agree so they started a new era that by the reformers called the reformation and that is the era where the bible said the era where the bible said all scripture is inspired by god and it's useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives second timothy chapter 3 verse 16. so through this scripture the people realized the reformers realized that there were so many wrong things in the catholic church so they brought up the reformation they started the protestant movement they started preaching messages like sola scriptura which is scripture alone i'm not preaching i'm not preaching this is only previously on the on on the history of the christian church and i told you they preached a second message called justification by faith alone where they preach that your 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 works cannot save you it is only your faith in god that justifies you follow carefully and i and, and i i told you that they preached another message according to first peter chapter 2 verse 9 which says that you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood a whole god's very own possession that everybody under the sound of my voice if only you are open to it then you can also be a priest 
and then they preach Christ as the only mediator and not Mary that they say Mary mother of God I preached and I said Mary is not the mother of God and cannot be the mother of God and I explained why so if you have not listened to the first message please go back so I ended with the reformation era so tonight I am believing God that I will be able to continue with the second part of my message who is ready for the second part Who's ready for the second part? My God. So for the second part, we will start with the post-reformation era. The post-reformation era. Get your books, get your notebooks ready. Get your pens ready share the link if you have not shared yet there are still so many people who are supposed to be here now the post-reformation era follows the reformation era and is characterized by the consolidation and growth of various protestant denominations it includes the expansion of Christianity through European colonization and missionary efforts. Follow, follow, follow carefully. During this time, various Protestant denominations and movements continue to develop and spread across different parts of the world. So this era, the post-reformation era, is the era where they decided not preach the revelation they had alone, but it was time for them to expand Christianity and start doing what we call missions. This is something that many people in my time still do not understand that the preaching of the message is not enough. How deep your message is, is not enough. The revelations you have are not enough if you do not have the mindset of expansion and the mindset of spreading the word. You cannot keep on preaching in the same circle. We cannot keep on preaching in the same city we cannot keep on preaching up amongst the same people this is the era that the people decided that the revelation we were preaching up were not enough and that we had to spread out go out there and touch the lives of other people have enough of the 30 people we preached to have enough of the hundred people we preached to have enough of the 300 people we have this was the era that the people decided we need to spread there is a need for us to spread Matthew chapter 28 verse 19 Matthew chapter 28 verse 19 the Bible said therefore go and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit verse 20 teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you follow carefully verse 20 said everybody always talk about the first verse without talking about the second verse 
Jesus said, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Verse 20 said, Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. So my duty as a preacher is to teach you to obey the commands the Lord has given me. I would have failed as a man of God if I cannot teach the people under the sound of my voice to be able to follow and obey the commands that the Lord has given me. Not the command he has given them, but the commands he has given me. That is why I always tell people when you belong to a place you must stay there it is not just about obeying it is about obeying the person God has given you the Bible said teach them these new disciples to obey the commands I have given you I am not just teaching you to obey commands no I am not just teaching you to obey general commands. No, I am teaching you to obey the commands God has given me. Who told you that your leader cannot give you a command? There are people who are under the leadership of other men of God, other women of God, that claim that they take their instructions from God and they do not need any man to give them instructions. You are a joke. This is Jesus speaking. Jesus said, teach them, the new disciples, to obey all the commands I have given you, not them. I have given you specifically. Peter, the commands I've given you, make sure that you teach the disciples to follow those commands. So every command that I ever give anybody who is following us, it is a command that the Lord has given me, and it is my duty to ensure that you will be able to follow those same commands. If you cannot do this, you cannot save. If you cannot do this, you cannot be a disciple. If you cannot do this, you cannot be a follower. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And there is more to this than just this statement. Genesis chapter 26, the verse number 5. Genesis chapter 26, the verse number 5. The Bible said, I, the Lord, will do this because Abraham listened to me and obeyed all my requirements, all my commands, all my decrees, and all my instructions. These are four different things that everybody needs to learn. You need to learn. Number one, requirements. Number two, commands. Number three, decrees. Number four, instructions. Spiritual tribe. Osof Wilson, God bless you so much for being here. Listen, number one, requirement. Requirements are things that are needed and must be done. A compulsory thing. Jesus said if you want to go to the Father, you cannot go through any other way except through me. Oh, Fred. All right. God bless you so much, sir. You cannot get to the Father except through me. 
requirements are compulsory things if you decide not to go through jesus you can never get to god which means it is compulsory for you to accept jesus to get to god anybody that claims jesus is only a prophet and not the only way the person can never get to god which means if they call god by any other name they, that is not our god Look carefully. Requirements are things that are needed and must be done. A compulsory thing. One man by name Abraham, the Bible said he followed all the requirements. All, not some. All, not some. That is the problem with the church today. We are so unwilling to follow all the requirements. You cannot have a mind of your own if you are serving under the authority of God. No, the only mind we have is the mind of God, the mind of Christ. The second thing, the Bible said, Abraham has followed all my commands. Commands are authoritative orders. Authoritative orders. Don't do this. Flee from fornication. That is an authoritative order. Share the link. That is an authoritative order. That is a command. Be part of our services. It's not a suggestion if you are part of us. It is compulsory if you are part of us. It is an authoritative order. From who? From God. Because the Bible said, teach them, teach them, the new disciples, to obey all the commands I have given you, referring to me, the speaker, to give you the commands that God himself has given to me. Number three, decrees. Decrees are officially written orders. Commands are spoken orders, but decrees are written orders. When we are talking about decrees, we are talking about the things that are written in the scripture, the things that are written down. These are the decrees of God. Any command that is written becomes a decree. So a decree is an officially written command. So the word that I am preaching to you, these words are decrees, decrees by God himself. The word I am sharing, these are decrees officially written by God himself. Even though they were written by the hand of mortals, but the Bible said the Holy Spirit himself breathed into them and inspired them to write, which meant that every writer, every mortal writer was only was only a, a, a secretary requirements are things that are needed and must be done compulsory things commands are authoritative orders that are spoken decrees are officially written commands or orders and the last thing instructions 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 are basically directions when you are given an instruction that instruction is to point you in a particular direction so when i say don't go here don't go there if you are going here you must do this that is an instruction 
the instruction only comes to point out what you have to do or which way you have to go instructions always have to do with directions so anything you hear from god that doesn't have to with a direction then that thing is a command not an instruction because instructions or have to do with directions you want to go here you want to do this you want to do that then god gives an instruction this is the way do it this way that is an instruction not a command that is why i'm taking my time to break these things down for you to understand and hear me instructions usually come from prophets the man of God, God has set over you. Instructions come from them. They will tell you, no, do, do this, go here, do that, invite this person, talk to this person, get into contact with that person, make sure you call, that is an instruction. And usually the man of God you have over you is the one that God uses to instruct you, to show you which direction you have to go. The Bible said the Holy Spirit will come into you and he will teach you all things. <laughs> He will give you commands but the holy spirit usually doesn't give instructions he gives that job usually to men of god that is not to say the holy spirit cannot instruct you no of course he can but usually he uses men of god friends loved ones to instruct you this i think you should check online check the portal i think you should call this person i think you should you see do these things anything that is told you that leads you in a particular direction becomes an instruction so jesus himself said these new disciples to obey all the commands i have given you every command i have ever given you every requirement i've showed you every decree i've shared with you every instruction that i've ever given you make sure you teach them these things the post-reformation era of the church they started with the expansion of christianity they started doing missions and then they moved on to revivals 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 in the post-reformation era there were several notable revivals that had a significant impact on the christian church these revivals were characterized by renewed spiritual fervor a focus on personal piety evangelism and often resulted in substantial growth in the christian community the first revival one of the very early ones was called the first great awakening the first great awakening around 1730 and 1740 this revival occurred mainly in the american colonies and was led by preachers like like jonathan edwards and many others and they focused on the need for personal conversion stressed the authority of the bible and encouraged passionate preaching they in these revivals they, they encouraged passionate preaching that when you are preaching do not just come and be like oh you know um as i've already told you before god is love and god is good 
they encouraged passionate preaching because the people connect with you on a different level when you are passionately preaching don't just come and preach as though you are addressing the public or you are giving a speech no this is not a speech that is why we call it a preaching Ten years later, they brought the second great awakening. And this revival was, was a broad-based movement that spread throughout the U.S., the United States, starting around the 1790s. It was the second great awakening that brought up churches like the Methodist Church, Christian nominations like baptists they all came as a result of the second great awakening so imagine that this revival never held then churches like the baptist church and the methodist church would never have been born so this is why there is a need for revivals whenever there is a revival there is a spontaneous shift up and there is a growth of ministries and churches up and there is a change of life and lives destiny's shift so whenever even if you are not a follower whenever you see since you have listened to us before whenever you see that there is a revival going on because the anniversary conference is one of these revivals whenever you see a revival going on be sure to be here be sure to be part be sure because you have no idea what is going to happen halfway and new churches started coming up Methodist Baptist many of these churches started coming up and then in 1789 we entered or they entered into the modern era so those of you who are thinking modernization started in 2010 you are funny <laughs> the modern era of the church age started in 1789 this era encompasses the the period of enlightenment the french revolution the industrial revolution it marks a time of intellectual and social changes that influence christianity including the rise and liberal theology and the growth of missionary movements if you, if you are thinking that the world started changing in 2010 <laughs> let me speak to you about enlightenment theology Romans chapter 12 verse 2 this is one of the commonest scriptures that people know but then can I prove to you that it is not as common as you think it is number one Romans chapter 12 verse 2 reading from the NLT the Bible said don't copy the behavior and customs of this world but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think which means that you are defined as 
as a person by the way you think, not by the way you appear, not by the way you dress, not by the way you look, not by your hairstyle, not by the shoes you are wearing, not by the ministry you are part of, but you are defined by the way you think. Somebody say, change your mindset. Change your mindset. Change your mindset. Lakota Paradosh. Zaleba Lakatush. Ragabababagadabo. Salibata. Rokodobodobodobodobodobodobodobodobodobodobodobodobodobodobodobodobodobodobodobodobodobodobodobodobodobodobodobodobodobodobodobodobodobodobodobodobodobodobodobodobodobodobodobodobodobodobodobodobod
Share the link, share the link, share the link. In your mind, you are thinking, reading the Bible must be so difficult. Reading the Bible, Prince. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> reading the Bible must be so difficult. I don't know. Sometimes, man of God, it's not like I don't try. Sometimes I pick up my Bible. I want to read the Bible, but but man of God, I don't know what happens before I realize I am so I'm so dull. I, I can't read the Bible. You can't read the Bible. It's your mind. Ajua. It's your mind. Auntie Lucy. It's your mind. Josephine. It's your mind. Peterson. It's your mind. Elvis, it's your mind. Lately I can't pray. Lately I can't do this. Lately I can't. It is not anything. It's your mind. <laughs> watch this. Watch this. Still on Romans chapter 12 verse 2. The Bible said, Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasant, or acceptable, and perfect. Now, there are levels of revelation when i was reading this scripture the lord told me my son there are three levels of revelation the first level of revelation is the level of good <laughs> the first level of revelation it is good I, a man of god can give you a revelation you will hear it and you say oh this is good this is a good one 
The Lord said, this is the first level of revelation. It is the level of good. The Bible said, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good because God's will for you is the word of God. So he said, God's will, there are three levels. Number one is good. Number three is, number two is acceptable. Number three is perfect. Then the second level of revelation is called acceptable. A man of God can give you a revelation, you will hear it, and the only thing you say is, Oh, 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 that is acceptable. That is acceptable. It is better than good. It is acceptable. But when something is acceptable, it means that that thing can also be unacceptable, that thing can be rejected. The Bible said it is acceptable, which means that it can be rejected. So whenever you preach on a level of acceptance, then there is a chance that your message will be rejected by some group of people, some categories of people, some categories, some different denominations. Am I speaking to somebody? You cannot preach on a level of good because there is always something better and you cannot preach up on a level of acceptance up or acceptable up because there is always a group of people up who rejected up but the highest level up of a revelation is perfect up that is the level where up you cannot deny it up that is the level where up you cannot challenge it up that is the level where up you can never fight back up it is the level where up after the word is preached up the only way you say is i yield up i yield oh god up i yield oh God and it is my prayer that the word that I am sharing with you will not just be good it is my prayer that the word I am sharing with you will not just be acceptable but the word will be perfect to the extent where the Bible said and the people listened to Stephen and they could not reject the wisdom of Stephen some wisdoms can be rejected but there are the wisdoms that cannot be rejected it is the perfect the perfect will of God, the perfect word of God, the perfect revelation of God. Am I speaking to somebody? I know, I know. You probably have never heard anything like this before. Oh yes, I know why. Because it is perfect. It is not every day that you get perfect. Oh, but come on. This is an anniversary conference where perfection is a seen. Where imperfections are made perfect. Where errors are made perfect perfect where mistakes are made perfect by the power of God because as you can see it is not by my might as you can see it is not by my spirit and as you can see it is not by my wisdom but by the power and the spirit of God This is not me. I know. You know this. I know. I know myself. I know this is not me. Who am I to give the perfect word? No, this it can never be me. This is the word of God, and the voice you hear probably might be my voice, but the sound of the voice is not the sound of Vincent. It is the sound of the Spirit. It is the sound of God. I see a shift happening in prayer life. I see a shift happening in prayer life. Something you have never seen before. Something you have never seen before. Who told you 
you have that the word of God is pouring up? Who told you have that when the man of God is preaching up, you can sleep up? Not when I am around up, and not when I came with God up. It's suddenly my mama, 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 mama. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Listen to this. And then they moved from enlightenment and theological developments to missions and global Christianity. Turn your Bibles with me to the book of Acts chapter 1, the verse number 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witness telling people about me everywhere. The reason you cannot tell people about your God is because you have not received power. The only power you have, you don't even have power over your own phone. Some of us are using smartphones and yet we're still dumb because it is the phone that determines where we want to go. Man of God, I didn't want to go to TikTok before I realized I was there. Man of God, I don't know what happened before I realized the whole day I was on TikTok and I was watching some videos I wasn't comfortable with. You see, the phone is yours, but it looks as though you are the phones. I don't know if you got that. The, most of you, the phone is what controls you. You cannot even control your phone. Oh. An inanimate object. Think about it. Think about it. You will be my witness telling people about me everywhere. <laughs> I won't repeat any sentence, I beg you. And you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. Everywhere. The Bible didn't say you would tell people about me in church. You would tell people about me everywhere. It's not just this. Oh, Papa, you know, this, this is a workplace. So, no, you know, workplace, we don't usually do things like this. Shame. Shame. Oh, Papa, it's not me, you know. <laughs> in these groups, you can't really talk about God like that. You can't share our flyers that they will even suck you. Shame telling people about me everywhere <laughs> he said in jerusalem throughout judea jerusalem is the place the command was given listen to this carefully that is where your evangelism begins jerusalem is where you live Jerusalem that is where you live if we are thinking about global Christianity and missions you must start with your house share the link no have you shared a link to your sister have you shared a link to your brother have you shared the link to your mom have you shared a link to your cousins and you want to do great things for who even your marriage you can't do great things if your husband doesn't respect you, how can God respect you? You can't talk about God even in your own house. 
You can't even share the link to them. You can't tell them about the platform you listen to. You are so shy to even talk about these things. And what do you want God to do for you? To help you travel? Travel and go and do what? In Jerusalem, that is where you live. Start with your mom. Start with your dad. Start with your sister. Start with your siblings. Start with your relatives. It begins at home. It begins at home. It begins at home. Ah. In Jerusalem, Jesus is a wise leader. He is the wisest leader. He is the wisest king. He said, if you are going to talk about me everywhere, you firstly need to start in Jerusalem. Why? Because Jerusalem is where you live. Start with or start from where you live. Still, nah. You have been on this, on, on, on this platform for years now. You have never even shared the link before. And the link to when you share it is even sad. Link or share Christ is even sad. In Jerusalem, throughout Judea, throughout Judea, Judea is the neighboring town. Judea is the closest person to a relative. Judea is your friend. The people you go out with, the people you have fun with, the people you call the people you call besties, the people that watch your studies, that is Judea. Talk about Jesus there. Share the link to them. Let them know. Global Christianity, it is not on any man. You see Joshua Salman everywhere and he doesn't share just one link. Why? Because the man is not even on social media. How come we keep on seeing his videos every every day? It is because there are people who are always sharing the link. One man cannot do it alone. One man cannot do it. No one man. Even Jesus couldn't do it alone. Before he started in his ministry, he went to call Peter. He went to call the four, the four fishermen. And he said, follow me before he started. Your friend meeting cry, you don't show up. You have something better to do. You come in with excuses. Every day you have a different story. And you want to make global impact. What kind of global impact is this? I, 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 I see people who only join the platform just days now. And every day I see them sharing their flyers. Changing their DPs into our flyers. There are people we work with who are supposed to be our working team who do not even have the, the flyers on their phone. I'm telling you. Give reports. You won't give reports. What, what manner of service is this? If you can't do the job, then leave it because someone else is willing to, to take it. The Bible said when, when, when Judas Iscariot killed himself after Jesus died and was resurrected, the Bible said, Peter said, let another man take his office. If you decide to walk out of your office now, another man, another woman, another girl, another boy will take over that office. That is how it works. It is either you are doing it well or you are not. Stop giving excuses every day. We can never make global impact until we are all on the same page. In, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, Samaria is the borderland. 
the next city, the next town, the next region. Some of you, it will be your next platform. The links are not supposed to be on WhatsApp alone. You can also share on Instagram. You can also share on other platforms. You can share in other groups outside the comfort zone, outside the usual places. Go out there. Go out there. Go out there. That is the only way we can do this. At a point, Jesus himself even sent them out. Go and bless lives because I know I am God, but I cannot do it alone. Have you not thought about that? That even God himself from heaven, he needs men on earth to touch them lives of, of other mortals on earth what kind of people is this and then to the ends of the earth to the ends of the earth until we get to the very ends of the earth we haven't done anything yet until prayer life collectively we get to the ends of the earth we are not spreading the kingdom the kingdom was never meant to be in Ghana alone the kingdom was never meant to be in Israel alone the kingdom was is never meant to be in Africa alone but until you decide to join us and hold our hands how do we get there this was the message they were preaching I am not preaching any message of mine. These are messages that people people preached in their era. I'm just re-echoing their messages. <laughs> Social justice and ethical Micah chapter 6 verse 8 that was the next thing they were preaching he he has told you oh man what is good and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice to do justice they started fighting for equality for places where the government didn't treat them right i see 39 people here now let us cross the threshold of 40 right now let us cross share let us cross and if you are here right now don't run away what are you going to do what are you rushing back to do when the word of god is being preached like this Listen to this. The next point was ecumenism. Ecumenism. There is a word. Ecumenism. We see eight. So we so okay can send power. And also yeah, they I hear this thing by in Jessica's voice. I can hear it. Ecumenism. <laughs> Ecumenism is the principle or aim of promoting unity among the world's Christian churches. Do not forget that in this era, 
uh, in this era the people had brought up so many churches to an extent that they were not united now it was about Methodist alone it was about Baptist alone it was about Catholic alone it was about Anglican alone it was about every single church alone and so they started realizing that we cannot continue to do it on our own even though we are prayer life and they are Methodist and they are Catholics and they are Pentecost we can still stand together as the same people and create the Christian council it doesn't matter once we all love God and love Jesus and serve God and serve Jesus we can't stand together as one as a matter of fact we are one as a matter of fact we are not different but we are one we are standing as a united front ecumenism because of time I'm just cutting my message short 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 and now they started the charismatic movement <laughs> they started the charismatic movement 1904 that was when the Wales revival started it took place in Wales the movement emphasized on prayer personal holiness and evangelism thousands of people were converted during the revival and there were reports of transformed lives and societal changes everywhere and the revival only lasted one year only one year only one year and the very moment the world's revival was over have you heard of the azusa revival that was when the azusa street revival came to be and it lasted for three years in this revival you need to know it was the beginning of the pentecostal movement it took place in los angeles earlier and it was led by william seymour an american african-american preacher azusa street revival emphasized on the restoration of spiritual gifts including speaking in tongues emphasize the power of the holy spirit in the life of believers whether old or young follow and it had a profound impact on the spread of pentecostalism worldwide globally globally revivals and this revival that everybody talks about only lasted for three years so you see some of us we are already doing ministry or our 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 job longer than some of these great men they didn't do it as long as we are doing it because we have already been doing this is the city here we have been doing prayer life for six years now follow After these revivals they started engaging the contemporary culture and that was what started the contemporary era I want to end with online ministry how come there is online I'm sure you guys do not know do, do you know how come online ministry is very common now who knows do you know I want to show you something and it's all in the Bible. It's all in the Bible. <laughs> Obi say, man of God, give me the scripture. 
So listen. During the contemporary era, which started in 1940, 1914 to 1990, listen. They were doing the same thing that the people were doing in the contemporary, sorry, in the in the modern era. Except they kept on embracing the culture of the people. This right here is very important. I want you to pay attention to this. They were embraced. You see, don't forget they had started spreading the church all over the world. They had started sp- spreading the, the, the movement all over the world. So when they, they, they got to Africa, they have to embrace the culture. They got to this country, they have to embrace the culture so that they can easily relate with the people. So the church became full of culture. That is why they called it the contemporary era. That is why you will see white men and they are wearing kente or they are wearing nikaboka or something like that that white people do not usually wear that is contemporary that was what happened in the contemporary era the people were willing to do whatever it would take to win the souls of people to win the souls of the people matthew chapter 15 verse 1 to 2 then scribes and the pharisees who were from jerusalem came to jesus saying why do your disciples transgress the tradition of the elders the traditions of the elders at that time the church was so keen about their traditions and it wasn't the tradition of the church but the the tradition of the society so the church was embracing traditions everywhere embracing traditions everywhere so the church became part of the society and the society became part of the church but the very moment that happens we're already bringing in a lot of fields in the church in the church there is only one culture there cannot be multiple cultures it doesn't matter whether you are an airway whether you are shanty whether you are a fanti whether you are whatever you you need to know there can only be one culture in the church culture is the way of life of the people the way of life of the society but the bible said jesus came and he said i am the way the truth and the life that is the same definition that culture has except jesus said i am the truth so the difference between the culture of jesus and the culture of the society is that the culture of jesus has the truth in it every other culture is not entirely true so the only culture that is approved in church is the jesus culture the jesus culture not the prayer life culture the jesus culture not the vincent culture the jesus culture not the methodist culture so when we become so keen about cultures without paying attention to the way the truth and the life which is the exact definition of the word culture that oh my god is somebody getting this is somebody getting this at all if you are getting it then i prophesy upon your life that you are shifting from the quarter of your family you are shifting from the quarter of your village you are shifting from the quarter of your destiny and you are going back to the quarter of jesus you are leaving the quarter of your bloodline you are going to the quarter of jesus the way the truth and the life the way the truth and the life of the jesus culture the jesus culture am i speaking to somebody that 
Jesus caught up. Am I speaking to somebody? The Jesus caught up. Am I speaking to somebody? Let all paradox. It got up. Declare Jesus caught 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 up. Declare Jesus culture. Declare Jesus culture. Declare Jesus culture. So when you go to UK, they have their culture. You go to London, they have their culture. You go to Europe, they have their culture. If you go to UK, they have their culture. Germany, they have their culture. China, they have their culture. South America, they have their culture. Canada, they have their culture. Every country, they have their own culture. Even when you come to Ghana, all the different regions, we all have our cultures. And culture is the way of life of the people. You see, there is no truth in it. The way is there. The life is there. But the truth is not there. So Jesus, so people do not understand that when Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, it was actually a definition, not a description. It was a definition, not a description. Culture is the way of life of the people. There is no truth in it. But Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So this statement doesn't really make any sense. For a human being to say, or even God say, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You are, you are a person we can touch. You see, it doesn't make any sense for someone we can touch to say, I am the truth or the way. If a human being says, I am the way, what does it mean? Should we enter through his belly and, and get out of his back? Think about it. It doesn't make any sense at all. So that was not a description. It was a definition of the culture he was bringing so he said i am the way my culture is the way it is only my culture that has the way the truth and the life all three in it not the usual culture of the earth that that is only the the way of life of the people without truth in it i don't i don't oh come on i think my message is too deep for some people here now listen to this because of time, I'm, I'm, I'm actually summarizing my message because I have a lot. I can go on and on and on and on. But I'm, I'm, I keep on leaving out some of these things so that I'll get to the, the, the final era. <laughs> okay, let me just move on to the final era because of time. Because of time. And I know you, you all want to hear about this final era. This is the last era and we are still in that era. And this era, this era is the era of the online ministry. The online ministry era. I'm taking my time because I want you to sink this thing in. The contemporary era started from 1914 and ended in 1990 as of gabriel especially those of you who are men of god listen to me carefully and those of you who are loyal followers of online ministry listen carefully else you will miss what god is doing me 
<laughs> I was raised a Methodist though. So when I'm, it, I wasn't born like this. I was born. Yankupon ye yiwa ye ye jitumse oniye rade. The Methodist they know. So forgive me, brother. So no, Oh no, see this software, so he knows what I'm talking about. I'm telling you, Canticle 2, for when they limited the, the church service into an, one hour, the Methodists were crying, say, how long does it last? And Sana, the, the choristers are going to march in. That one hour during the COVID time, the Methodists were the only ones who were crying because is about one hour, 20 minutes. It's <laughs> I was raised a Methodist, though. I, I was born a Methodist, I was raised a Methodist. So when I am preaching like this, I wasn't born like this. Oh. <laughs> so the contemporary era spanned from 1914 to 1990. That was when it ended. When the contemporary era ended let me not say it ended let me say it changed and this is how it changed during the era or the contemporary era the people were so keen about spreading going further getting to the ends of the earth and that was becoming difficult and the church was becoming so full of culture and it got to a point that the culture even was surpassing the spiritual duty of the church in the contemporary era era that was around 1990 but god being so good god being so good in 1990 before that uh, that was 1960 there was a research and a military communication network called APANET A-R-P-A-N-E-T in 1960 government or the, the military created something called the APANET in 1960 but then it's limited to government institutions universities and research centers until 1990 follow in 1991 the world wide web that is www was introduced by tim berners lee making the internet more user friendly and accessible to the general public what am i saying the internet then it was called the appanet the appanet existed since 1960 but it was only limited to government institutions nobody could access it until 30 years later in 1990 that was when it was made friendly user friendly and accessible to the general public so that same year check said then let us get a hold of this internet thing or internet thing so that it can help us to spread the gospel to the very corners of the earth and that was in 1991 can I take you to a history class? Hold a little bit with ICT. Listen to this. 
I want to explain to you why some of us are like this. So those of us who were born around, or let me say in the 90s, the 90s kids, we were born into the era of the online ministry. All of us who were born in the 90s, all of us who were born in the 90s, we were born into the era of the online ministry. Am I saying those who were not born in, in around that time are not inclined to the internet? No, they can be. But the greater percentage of human beings who are inclined to this online thing are those who were born in the 90s. That is because that is the era of the church we came to meet. So the contemporary church changed in the online era. It didn't end, but it found its way on the internet. Watch what is happening. Watch what is happening. The reason I think the way I do, the reason I act the way I do, the reason I do not joke with the internet ministry I am doing is because of the era I was born in. I didn't choose this, but I became this because this was what I was born into. The same vein, Jesus was born in the era of the Romans, and the Bible said, In that time, there was a king in hell by name Herod. That when Jesus was born, even around the same early days of his birth, they had to hide him because he was born during the rulership of the Romans. Jesus didn't choose that, but he became inclined and conscious of the, the, the harm that the Romans can do because that was the era, era he was born in. You see, the era you are born in determines the kind of mind you have. It determines the kind of attitude you pick up. It determines the kind of lifestyle you live. And that is not by choice. It is by birth. But if this thing I look at has negative influence on you. There is a way you can push it out by the power of God. But when it has a positive influence on you, then there is a way you can push with that. So when I was born in the 90s, the Lord knew that a child is born who is going to be a liquor, a minister, and going to dominate a luma in the era of the internet why because why did god choose to make me come in the 90s when he could have chosen to make me come up in the 70s think about it that is how i know that we are going to go far with the thing we are doing and this is not just a prophecy this is the word of god i always say this a prophecy is a possibility there is a chance it will not happen but the word of God is true. It's yea and amen. There is no way it will fail. Whether the enemy likes it or not, we shall dominate. Whether the enemy accepts it or not, we shall dominate. Whether the followers listen or not, we shall dominate. Because I was born in the era of the online ministry. Atulaka Tupa. Ras. 
Salibata, declare we shall dominate, declare we shall dominate, declare we shall dominate. Everybody thought Alpha Hour was a common thing until it started dominating. Everybody thought Alpha Hour was a common thing until it started dominating. We shall dominate, we shall dominate, we shall dominate, we shall dominate. In the name of Jesus, do I hear your voice? Do I hear your voice? Do I hear your voice? Shout Jesus three times. 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 Somebody is saying, ah, it's a noir, no, no. The online ministry era now, he said, no. And when, that is not all. Oh. Can we go into the scriptures? Now, what is the internet in the first place? What is the internet? The internet primarily relies on electrical signals digital data transmissions rather than traditional electromagnetic waves the internet is a global network follow a global network of interconnected computers and service and the data transmitted through it is carried over a variety of physical mediums including number one electrical signals <laughs> I told you I will preach a little bit revelation coupled with ICT so follow the internet we have today is possible for us and as i speak from my room with my mantle around my neck the reason you can hear my voice is because of number one electrical signals <laughs> fred bless you sir electrical signals number one electrical signals in wired connections such as internet cables electrical signals carry data between devices and networks so the first thing we need are electrical signals these electrical signals represent binary data zeros and ones that is used in digital communication what is the man of god saying hold your fire i'll get there jessica some you said with your own party but hold your fire <laughs> now two fiber optic cables what is this what is the man of god saying you follow fiber optic cables are thin strands of glass or plastic that use light pulses number three so the first thing that we need for you to hear my voice number one electrical signals number two fiber optic cables number three wireless connections we are in it school so wireless connections thank god that your man of god is a computer engineer these are not just things I've, 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 I've read. 
No, I'm a computer engineer. Hey, please let me be proud of my 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 wife. The com skills, ladies, are you here? Wow, com skills. Wow for com skills. <laughs> Wireless connections. The third thing we need for for you to. My voice, Kali and the rest, thank you. Wireless technologies like Wi-Fi and cellular networks transmit digital data over the airwaves, over the what? Airwaves. So even if you have electrical signals and fiber optic cables without the airwaves or data being transmitted over the airwaves, you still cannot hear my voice. And that is how come some of you are like, man of God, I've sent my message, but it's not going. I don't know what is wrong with my network. I don't know, man of God, I don't know, I don't know. Please, you people, take it easy. Today, Miracle messaged me. I thought she had something better to say. He said, Papa, I, when I, my internet is only working on WhatsApp. Apart from WhatsApp, nothing else is working. Abba. These are all connections. These wireless signals use electromagnetic waves to communicate between devices and network access points. Hold your fire. There, there could be a problem with the connection, so just hold your fire. So sometimes, even when you are streaming, you can hear my voice breaking, but in reality, my, my natural voice is not breaking. <laughs> Number four, satellite communication. In some cases, the internet can be accessed satellite connections data is sent and received from satellites in earth's orbit using radio frequencies so you realize that even with even with physical objects like electrical signals and 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 fiber optic cables without the electrical waves and the electromagnetic waves you cannot hear my voice what is he saying mark chapter 4 verse 35 this is why i'm saying this mark chapter 4 verse 35 as evening came jesus said to his disciples let us cross to the other side of the lake verse 36 so they took jesus in the boat and started out leaving the crowds behind although other boats followed verse 37 but soon a fierce storm came High waves, high what? High waves, high what? High waves were breaking into the boat and it, it began to fill the water. It began to fill with water. Verse 38 Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on the cushion. The disciples woke him up, shouting, Teacher, do you not care that we are going to drown? Why was there a need for this encounter? Follow carefully. Verse 39 When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves silence pay attention to this jesus rebuked the wind and said to the waves i have already established the fact that the internet cannot be possible without without the electrical waves and the electromagnetic waves and the bible said jesus he rebuked the wind and said to the waves silence be still suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm verse 40 the bible said then jesus said to them why are you so afraid do you still have no faith why are you still doubtful because of 
these waves you are seeing Arumalika to Paradoha verse 41 the disciples were absolutely terrified who is this man they said to each other even the wind and the waves obey Jesus the waves are the carriers of my voice the waves are the carriers of the internet without the presence of the waves you cannot hear my voice from the other end that you are streaming from the only reason this is possible is because of the presence of the waves and do not forget that many many years ago the Bible said Jesus the wind and the waves obeyed Jesus that stands to reason that was when the power of the airwaves submitted to the authority of Jesus which means that the work we are doing on the internet is already approved by Jesus as a matter of fact it was approved before it started because Jesus was the first online minister when he commanded the waves if you can hear me that I command the waves that you shall be favored I command the waves that you shall be blessed I command the waves that you shall overcome the very first online minister was Jesus Christ himself I don't know why nobody is talking about this but we thank God for grace we thank God for revelation you can hear my voice at, 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 at the other end of the channel because of the waves and Jesus ministered to the waves and so I minister to the waves and I declare that from today your life has shifted and your life has changed your sickness has left you be in the mighty name of any entanglements are broken up any snares are broken up any chains are fallen up any curses are destroyed up in the mighty name of Jesus what am I doing up I am ministering to the waves up at what am I doing up I am ministering to the waves up I am ministering to the waves up I am ministering to the waves up in the mighty name of Jesus up at if you believe it up Shout, I receive it now. Be glorified in every life. Be glorified in every and at, life. And at this same atmosphere of the waves. Are there any sick people in the house? I want to pray for the sick. Anybody who is sick here. If the waves and the wind obeyed Jesus. Sound of worship then the waves and the wind shall obey his servant it means you are here you are not feeling well you are sick or you know someone who is sick very sick you want to stand in for the person I would love to pray for you in the next 10 minutes we are out of here Virginia, what is wrong? This is the sound of revival. Your friend's mom, what is wrong? In that home, please. I command the waves to favor you. 
I command the waves to submit to your authority. I command the waves not to challenge you anymore. Some of you, your only problem is the waves. Your only problem is the waves. Your only problem is the waves. I pray for your friends mom and I declare any swelling is going down now I use you as a point of contact and I command the waves to carry my message to the woman let her be free let her be healed let her be delivered in Jesus mighty name we pray Ah. have you enjoyed the service have you enjoyed the part two of the history of the church this is how come this is how come we have online ministry today so check all the men of god who are doing a lot of online ministry they are mostly or they were mostly born in the 90s it is just some few ones who were born around that time before that time who are also doing online ministry intensively great men of god like pastor elvis definitely he was born before the 90s but he has caught the revelation it is not just about the era you were born it is about the revelation you are working with he always had a big church but he had a greater church only after alpha hour that is what the, the online ministry will do do you understand so if you are there and you are thinking these days a man of god online 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 they are lazy they are lazy they are lazy and they don't want to do anything and they'll pick their phone who do you think you are to stop what god is doing who do you think you are please you have no idea what you are doing this is why i took my time to break down the history of the church could i not just talk about this last part in just a few minutes but i had to go back to the different dispensations of the spirit for you to know where we are coming from i told you that the reason we are studying the history of the church is for us to understand why we are here now so the online ministry started in 1992 date somebody say i changed my mind i changed my mind you see why this thing doesn't make sense to your mothers at all your parents they don't want to hear it online ministry what are they doing they are wasting their time online and out internet so they are hey please you are not your mother you are not your father your dad was born in his era your mom was born in her era you are born in this era for a reason i will advise you you must belong to at least one ministry online ministry you must it is the dispensation see is the dispensation of the spirit and you'll be on a better as you there are a lot of great men of god eh? they will not understand what i am saying why because they were born in a different era 
you see why those men of God mostly do not understand the way we think they don't understand the way we behave they don't understand the way we act the things we love they think it is foolishness that is because they were born in a different time in a different era our time things are different the bible said in the days of something in this time it was the time that young men used to hold parties they used to organize parties it was a common thing in this time even the bible appreciated that the bible said in the time of something it was common for people to organize parties in this time it was a normal thing for the young men to do that so when you bring someone like Samson and you want to preach to him about online ministry if you are not careful he might he might slap you and if Samson slaps you you know you are losing your head <laughs> so listen please these are dangerous times these are serious times these are different times and our online ministry i don't know hey lazy christians are the ones who are online today lazy people who do not want to serve god well they are the ones please is it adult film that we are showing here when you come you join our meetings is it adult films that we show what do we talk about isn't isn't it the same word of god all the work that jesus did is only written on a paper all the work jesus himself who is god who is god all the work he did is only written on a paper who told you that online online ministry doesn't have power who told you that god is not with the men of god who are online even god himself he left his mark on a paper and in the hearts of the people who were there in that time it is because we studied the attest that his hand has been stretched upon us and unto us and we have received never underestimate what god is doing whatever platform is using whatever revelation is using you do not know better than anybody only god knows what he's doing he knows the purpose of what he is doing he said i will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it this is the church of god whether you like it or not this is the church of god come on Do you know lives that are being transformed online because of the because of the ministry we are doing do you know destinies that are being aligned with the will of god because of the ministry we are doing i came to speak to every loyal listener here do not allow anybody to break your vibe do not allow anybody to break your energy do not allow anybody to dampen dampen your spirit do not allow anybody to advise you from staying away from us because god knows what he is doing and i'm taking this same opportunity up to speak to the preachers up under the sound of my voice up if you are into the online ministry up do not give up now if you are still doing it up i know how there are only four people listening to you i know how there are only seven people listening to you i know how there are only three people who usually stream it doesn't matter it is the move of the spirit keep on doing it up when i started i had just seven people at a time we were reduced to play we didn't give up we kept on going we didn't give up we kept on going up now ask yourself how did you even find your way 
way here. If this is not the doing of the Lord, you do realize nobody forced you to be here. You do realize nobody convinced you to be here. If this is not the doing of the Lord, how could people do such things if the Lord is not on their side? Who told you we are alone? Who told you we are not in the will of God? Who told you we are lazy? All the messages that that Jesus preached, all the messages that Jesus preached. If you do not know, I'm telling you this. It was only 34 days. Jesus did ministry for three and a half years, and the messages Jesus preached was only in 34 days. It was only out of three and a half years, only 34 days that Jesus preached publicly. Some of us, we are preaching every week. We are doing three, myself, I am doing three services a week. Jesus said, the work I have done, you will do same. And if and even better would you do? Greater would you do? Every week, since we started three years ago, every week I am preaching. Every week I am preaching. Do the calculation. 52, 52 weeks in a year. Three years. Calculate the number of times I have preached. There are times I preach the entire week. There are times I'm preaching morning and evening on different platforms. You think God is not with us? Don't miss what God is doing. Those of you who do not know, my name is Vincent Chamatin. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the end of the third day of the anniversary conference. I love you so much. Please, please, too soon. <laughs> please, listen, listen. <laughs>